Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Round 2 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. How are you going Mitch? I'm well mate, how are you? Good. Slightly better than you in the rankings, but we're, we're all still down a little bit, right? Yeah, look, I'm not as far behind you as I was last year, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> That's it. I, I think, uh, not to digress too much, but I think last year the only difference was the captaincy. I think I had Haas and he did pretty well round one. Yeah, rankings are a little bit to be desired though, which we're about to talk about now. That's it. And look, the guys, everyone listening at home, before we get too far into it, Round one is round one. The process is the process. So don't don't get too holed up about where you are after round one. It's a long season. 27 rounds, so just chill. Uh, but look, let's speak to a guy who does need to chill, Nick Lord, our uh, stats guru and resident fantasy nugget. How are you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, mate? Going good? That's good. So, mate, a bit of a, bit of a rough round one for you. What do you mean? I did well. I'm I'm top twenty thousand. What are you talking about, mate? <laughs> top twenty thousand. Well done, mate. I'm I'm super proud of you. Now, guys, let's crack into this. How are we doing? So, Nick, you're saying top twenty thousand. What what's your official score over there? Nineteen thousand five hundred thirty fifth. Okay, look, that that's fine. You can you can come in from the clouds. That it doesn't matter. How about you, Mitch? How did you go? What's was the score? Fifteen thousand five hundred and sixty-five, and I had a score of eight eight hundred seven. Excellent. And look, I, I didn't do a huge amount better, so eight hundred thirteen, which puts me around rank ten thousand. So, yeah, it's it's all all a bit there. But as I was saying before, we're we're not none of us are too concerned, right? No, I think. You know, learning from last year is the moral of my story was don't panic early, like stick to the process. I think what you said there at the start, Stu, is, is exactly right. Yep. I, I know for myself, uh, my big my big lesson as well is make sure you've got plenty of players in the bias because I was coming top, I don't know, 100 or so up until the round 17 buy and I dropped to about 2,000th. So, because I thought, oh, not many people would be playing this round. Everyone played that round. So... Excellent. Well, look, let's talk about we we like on this podcast where we own up to things that we got wrong. So let's talk about the things we got wrong. Now, Nick, mate, I think you possibly have had the biggest boo-boo. What are we talking about? Yeah, I, I put it on the uh, boom and bust post this week for our bus. I thought Burden would average 6T and he put up a 16. So I'm feeling a bit sorry for myself, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, no, I must say I was very high in Burton pre-season. It was only the trial form which put me off a little bit. I think thought he might need a bit of time with the new combination, but let's hope that he pulls it through. Mitch, how about yourself? Mate, I'm, I'm going to go with picking up Luke Garner. I got on the hype. I did write here that he's going to be yeeted, but I think you might be able to convince me to hold on to it him for at least one more week I, I don't want another Thurmore incident but at this point getting on the Garner hype is looking like a potential mistake for me yeah look I, I was talking about Luke Garner but I had had to think about it just now I'm like he's only got a break even at 37 this week I'm not not too concerned that he's, he's going to drop a ton of coin 
so he hasn't been yeeted out of the side. But I know, I know for me, I shotgunned a whole bunch of guys in my team. But as I say every year, my benching is awful. I might need to start putting up a Facebook post to help people choose my bench because I dropped 43 points this week oh. on my bench uh, between benching and emergency because I'm an idiot. So who was Okay, mate, that's the last time. It's the last time you can blame your bench for the rest of the year, all right? <laughs> no, no, every week. I tell you now, I'm going to start adding up the points and I'm going to see how much, if I could accurately bench, how well I would be doing by the end of the year. So, Who did yeah. you bench? So I, I, in emergencies, was Bryce Cartwright's 57. Whoa. I also benched Jack, uh, Jackson Ford's 44. So, which left me with Braden Trindle's 33, Brandon Smith's 34, and Luke Garner's 26. Yeah, but I, I actually those don't were the right choices. No, they, they, they were the right choices. choices. I'm just saying here is that I've, I just, yeah, I'm frustrated where I, I could have risked it. I didn't, and I've just paid the price. So, cost of Trust the process, mate. You risk it, and you're going to get burned the other way. Yep. There can well, only be one Nick on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> only one true. nugget. Yeah, I, 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 that's right. You do have to play the process. But guys, let's have a talk about the league. So in the Boom and Bust NRL overall league, Smoked Yacht, Zach R, pulled out a 911, which is enormous. So Oof. well done to you. Uh, fortunately, you're not in any of the different leagues, so we get to talk about different people. Let's start with my chaos mode. You're simply the best, 879. And in the aptly named Mitch's competitive head-to-head two, which I'm actually running, Hookers United scored an 876. <laughs> Mitch, how, how did your league go, mate? Uh, I had an 847, Queensland 49, uh, and I took a loss to just sort of continue my season from uh, 2022. So off to another slow start. Could be a slow grind to the top eight this year. <laughs> did you make top eight last year? No, I did not. Oh. Well, let, let, let's, ho- let's hope that you make it, mate. I'm in the other competitive oh. league, so, so let's let's see how we go. We should be okay in one of them. Oh, hopefully between us, we can get make top eight. Nick, how did how about your leagues, mate? The Murray Pod put up an eight sixty in one of the newbie leagues, and Eric Growth Junior Junior put up eight forty five. So definitely the newbies, we've got to lift that game, boys. We're going to take on these uh, competitive and uh, chaos mode head to head guys. All right. That's actually a pretty solid score. I hit 60 in the newbie mode. You, you might need to uh, test him for doping, fantasy doping. <laughs> put, <laughs> Maybe put we are nugget. pretty dopey over here. <laughs> put the nuggetometer on him. Okay, so let's move on. Mitch, plenty of injuries this week. What are we looking at? Yeah, let's crack into it. So we've got Matt Lodge. He's uh, got a cheekbone fracture. That's going to be four to six weeks. The major implication for that, guys, is we might see an uptick in the minutes for Lindsay Collins. Uh, Brandon Smith, so no major injury listed here as far as anything structurally wrong, but his uh, ribs sort of bit sore from being blasted into the shadow realm by Felice Kafusi, and uh, I, I would wager that explains his poor score. I think he was a little bit ginger the whole game after that, but honestly, I think anyone would be. That was one of the, the better hits of the weekend. Scott Sorison, HIA, that's strictly because he didn't have the seven days to clear the protocol. He should be back for round three. Tavita Tavtola, much the same. And Jack Williams, he's out for the, exactly the same reason. Not a huge history of HIA, so again, I'd expect all three of them back for round three. Uh, Christian Malapalangi, 
Joel Rico, so he's going to be out six to nine months, so that potentially could be the season for him. Dallin Motani-Zelezniak, calf. So we don't have a grading here, so we'll stick to the grading rules. Grade one's going to be two to three. Grade two's going to be four to six. So if you own Dallin, we need to wait for that grading, but at least three weeks by the look of it, I would say. Latrell Mitchell, so this is kind of an interesting one and really quite relevant to a lot of fantasy players. PCL, he played through it. So I'm going to say it's not a grade three, which is typically 12 weeks. I would suspect a one or a very low two. He will be touch and go to play this weekend. I think he, you said, Stu, that he'd been named, uh, but he hasn't been seen training. So I, I'm thinking if it is if it is a, a one, that's probably the case and he will play. But don't be surprised if he's a late withdrawal this weekend. So for those who do have Latrell, just keep an eye on um, the naming of that squad because a grade one PCL could potentially be a week and certainly a two could rule him out for a few. So just keep an eye on that in the lead up. Jai Arrow, we don't have a grading for his hamstring injury. So once again, we'll stick to the grading process. Three to four for a one, six to eight for a two. That potentially brings some more minutes for Michael Cheekham or Jacob Host. Kieran Foran, he's been named. There was some concern over a potential PCL, but it must be a bad cork at this point. Xavier Coates, a rare injury here. I've only seen this uh, once while doing sports coverage. Sternoclavicular joint. Uh, it's quite an unusual one to do. Uh, fortunately, he had the anterior variant. The posterior one's a lot more dangerous. It does have him here listed at two weeks. It's a funny joint to injure for someone who does have to do a bit of tackling and, and ball running as Coates would on the wing. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a bit of a weird number on his return date. So it could very well be two weeks, but I also wouldn't be shocked if it was four or even five. So He's if you own this week. Yeah, I... I I'm surprised. If, if he is named, it's a much lower grading than we initially thought because SC joints, you're normally pretty conservative on that just because of the nature on it. So I am surprised he's named and, and wouldn't be, again, surprised if there was a late withdrawal there because it's a bit of a funny one, that one. Cameron Munster, this is probably one of the more heroic efforts of the 2023 season. We're only in round one, but a compound dislocation. So that's both a fracture and a dislocated finger. Now, by reports from what Munster said and uh, some of the medical staff, the bone was actually sticking out of the skin, uh, which is how we diagnose a compound fracture. And he was able to go out there and play. Now, he must have really uh, been fairly adamant to the medical staff that he was going to continue to play because I can't imagine they were too keen on him going back out there. At this point, it doesn't look as though there's been any major surgical requirements as far as huge amounts of pins or anything like that. So it's looking like a two to three week recovery for Cam. And once he's back, they'll just buddy tape that up. So with those types of fractures, we can see some fairly hideous things where it can get out to that four to six week uh, mark, which is what I was thinking it could be initially. But two to three is on the much better end of things for Cam. And I wouldn't expect too big a drop in performance when he does return. Thanks, Mitch. Now let's quickly move also through to the suspensions because those have a little bit of an impact this week. Big ones are Wade Green. So Reckless Tackle, he's currently fighting that charge at the judiciary as we speak. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the result yet. He certainly pled uh, guilty to a... Uh, it tr pled not guilty to a Reckless Tackle. So we'll see how that goes. Jordan Rappiner, uh has a bit of form for this. So he's getting through weeks no matter what for a bit of dangerous contact. And Egan Butcher gets a fine 
for what I reckon was probably the worst of the three tackles, where he he certainly tried to reap Jared Wallace's knee. Did any of you guys see that one? I actually didn't, but uh, I saw in the group chat from Eustu uh, that it wasn't the best of uh, tackles, and by all reports, he deserved the sin bidding. Yeah, I just, you know, two people holding up or three people holding up, and he just came in, and he just hit just below the knee, and you can just see the knee turn in straight oh. away, so it's a real re- leg reaper. I really think they should be coming down on those like a sledgehammer from a physio perspective. That's just about the best way to to yeah. do an ACL well, or a significant lateral ligament injury. I, I'm just glad to see there's actually been for it because I think coaches might now wake up a little bit and just, just hold him up instead of getting the, the third or fourth man to come in and try and take out the legs like that. It's just not good for the game having players potentially get injured. No. It doesn't make for a good spectacle. For sure. And look, that's that's the end of it. There are a whole bunch of people who ended up with minor fines, but these are the only three who are probably worthy of talking about. So let's look at the Thursday night game, Panthers and Rabbitohs. Mitch, take us away. What's happening? Yeah, so the Panthers are going in with effectively the same team. We've got Scott, Scott Sorensen out with a concussion. He's going to be replaced by Matt Eisenhuth. Uh, with that, though, it's the same team that lost to the Broncos round one. Uh, from the South Sydney side, Latrell Mitchell, as we talked about before, has been named despite that PCL injury. Blake Taff was spotted training at fullback. So again, beware if you do own Latrell. Watch for that late late withdrawal. Davida Totolo and Jaira have both been uh, excluded from the squad. And we've got Daniel Saluka Fafida starting at prop. Jed Wright, Cartwright's coming onto the bench. And Michael Cheekham, as you mentioned uh, pre-podcast, you, is starting in the second row. Bench forward Harme Sele with a calf injury is still out. And Tane Mill, who has served his suspension, joins the reserves. Easy. So, look, I might kick us off. So, let's ha- let's have a look at the guys who had injury-affected games. So, Tavita Tatola got a 1, and Jairo got a 22. So, I would chuck a star on both of these guys, especially Tatola, because... Uh, he lost 55k last week, so sorry for those of you who got him in as a pod. And he is going to drop price pretty quickly upon his return at next week. So he doesn't play Origin, should be good to go. So I have him as someone who may have a fair bit of value, like 100k's worth of value or more upon his return. Jairo too, depending on how quickly his price falls. But the ones we really want to talk about here, so yes, we were talking, Mitch, about Cheekam. So we also have, uh, who actually scored pretty well, a 48. Shaq Mitchell also scored a 48. And Moali scored a 34. And this was because of the massive injuries up front with both Arrow and Totola out. So all these guys have very, very low break-even. So I think Cheekam is a minus three break-even, Mitch. The Wow. Yeah, so... And looking at this bench over here, you've actually also got to add Daniel Saluka Fafida, who's a starting prop, but probably only for the week. So I, I'd be less inclined for him. So, but like with Cheekam here, is he's the biggest risk versus reward because he's starting. Uh, and if it's a grade two to three hammy, and with Jacob Host still out injured, you could be on to make some quick cash. I would make sure that he is the only major risk in your squad though so with that in mind Nick would you be interested in, in cashing down to a guy like Cheekam no 
Do you, with um, Michael Cheekam, do you think three to four rounds would be enough to get 100k out of him? With the minus three break even? Possibly. I'm just pulling it up now. So, I don't know, just say 35 points. Yes. He's currently 286. Three rounds of 35 puts him uh, above 400k. I'm interested. So it's just one of those options where you can have a go. The only issue is that Jacob Host is sitting around and you've also got Jed Cartwright on the bench. So, but we the man can play. So I know a few people might be interested in Davy Mowali and Shaq Mitchell, but I would definitely avoid them one way or the other. So Cheekam being spicy. The other couple of guys we want to talk about from the other side of the ledger. So Mitch Kenny scored 47 points. So a few people have been asking me about him. My issue with getting on Mitch Kenny this week is that last week they had to cover Sorensen being lost from the bench because the Panthers were very, very light on their bench. So they only had two middles and their long minute middle went off with that HIA. So Mitch Kenny stayed on and played a lot of middle time even when, when Sonny Luke came on. So And I think he will play less minutes this week. So 47 is good. But I'm struggling a little bit. Uh, the other guy is Liam Martin, 62 points. He actually looked really good, guys. He set up that first try with the inside ball movement. And he will be the dominant edge forward this year. You know, he's an Australian international as well. I'm, I probably want to see another game from Liam Martin, see where he's taking his game to the next level so he can move from sort of that High 500s, low 600s players, upper level. But uh, Nick, another question. Like, would you be keeping an eye on Lee Martin this week? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, they looked much better going right than going left, which was just out of all sorts. And that bench is just such a mess. It had virtually zero impact outside of Sorensen. They re- uh, like, they, I just think Salmon just needs to go. They need another middle they didn't need more go forward. And, yeah, they just got a lot of work out at Penrith. They do. And so I think that, yeah, that right-hand side where you've got Liam Martin, Stephen Crichton, and Brian Toto might be the go. So let, let's wait another week, but Liam Martin might be worth a look. The last guy that we need to talk about, I didn't assign to anyone, but Isaac Thompson, he got a reasonable 34, bombed the try, so he could have cracked into the 40s, which is what we really wanted. I'm a little concerned, so guys, make sure you've got some cover on your bench just in case Tane Milne does come back into that squad. So the fact that he's named somewhere in the 21, he might be banished because Thompson is a very good player, but I would certainly make sure that you're not running really light on your bench in case something changes an hour out from game time and you've already made all your trades or you don't catch it in time before the game starts. So with that in mind, uh, Mitch, who are you looking at? I might start off with Sonny Luke, Stu, just because it's uh, quite relevant with Mitch Kenny. I thought he came in when the defence was a little bit tired, but I did feel he really turned the Panthers' attack around. And at that point, they started to maybe look like they would cross the line because they were just dominant with field position and uh, and ball position, but could not crack anything in, in attack. And I felt Sonny Luke sort of added to that spark that they were sort of missing. I'm really keen, but the big concern is minutes. And Stu, being our resident Panthers um, fantasy player, 
do you think he'll get the minutes? Because he passes the eye test, or at least I thought he did. He definitely passed the eye test for me. I reckon he will get more minutes this week. I think that the team, he was probably a little bit undercooked because he didn't play any of the trial matches. So I reckon he will get more time. And he'll keep on getting more time if he keeps on playing well. So he'll crack his way into that team. So, look, if someone shows up with Sonny Luke this week, I won't be mad. He's got a very low break even. I believe that it's it's almost in the negatives. Uh, Sonny Luke is got a break even of three so you won't lose your shirt this week whether you want to really trade someone in maybe just trade in a guy who didn't perform and you could bring in Sonny Luke the other one is Nathan Cleary now he was my captain for the first round I felt again he actually did pass the eye test he was involved in everything the Panthers attack was just clunky they haven't figured out their formula for 2023 but one thing is sure that Nathan Cleary was still one of the better players on the field even with an attack that couldn't quite get it going and I also thought that his line engagements were a lot better so early last year coming off that shoulder injury I felt he was a little bit tentative going at the line he seemed much more keen to do that and certainly in Volandi's ball 2021 he had a lot more tries and tackle busts and I'm hoping that maybe some of that starts to come back in 2023. Probably the biggest one, guys, uh, is Latrell Mitchell. So he had a PCL-affected 61, which is darn impressive. Uh, For a player that does tend to go missing, I thought 61 in a performance against the Sharks that was, generally speaking, pretty tight affair. That's a pretty positive sign for Latrell. Guys, did either of you watch the game? And if so, did you feel like Latrell passed the eye test? I know at some points he did go missing, but whenever he was involved, you did get the feeling something was going to happen. Nick? Yeah, uh, 100%. I think he definitely passed the eye test. Just He was a bit ginger after that knee, right? And um, watching that live, I just thought, oh, no, here we go again. But luckily, it's just the PCL, right? But would you bother picking him up after this, Mitch? Nope. I, I certainly would now, if you don't own him, uh, chuck a star and wait for the, the value to drop or us to see Latrell looking like he was earlier on in the game. I think the question's more... Could you sell him? Given that we can be pretty much certain it's not a three because he's named, you probably hold him at this point. It's it's probably not worth the trade, but expected uh, drop in points this week. Yeah, if, if he you, plays. If you drop 783 onto your back line, the only guy that's close to that price is Teddy, and Teddy just rolled out of 29. So you, you roll I'd with be more, I think you just keep with Latrell at that point. Because we keep saying it, Teddy's post-origin. And if you look at his stat line, I've got it here. Five goals, a field goal. It's padded by that field goal, but, you know, a try assist, which you'll always get, a line break assist, which you'll do very well. Like, it's all it's all sustainable. Like, his base his base is literally uh, 12, 12 from 127 running metres, five tackles. Yeah, and look, the thing about South, so I've got them as my premiership favourite team. They're going to score tries this year. He's going to be kicking goals. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Oh, well, you look what they did to the Sharkies. They did well. They pulled away yep. late, and he's a good goal kicker. So I am off the back of this price. I'm more interested in Latrell. I think that if he was fit, I'd be looking to work him in faster. Uh, Nick, Damien Cook, what's going on? Mate, cracked out of 68, so nothing to sneeze at. Um, but I would lean to bringing in Grant at this stage just because he's cheaper and has the same sort of ceiling, maybe even higher. So, any sort of disagreement there, Stu? No, look, I I, I bring in him or Robson, because Robson, 
got 70. Well, I don't want to go into too much of what I want to say, but Robson got 74 without the try. There you go. So just uh, look elsewhere instead of Cook, but Murray, guys, who was my captain this week, he cracked out a 66. I think I've, I've still got him locked in for that mid to high 60s as my captain sort of week to week, even though I managed to bring in Cleary last minute. No attacking stats, so really he can go big. Campbell Graham, guys, uh, 66 points. 3% ownership, which makes him very juicy. If you want to keep a center, he's your man. So he plays all the way to round 13. And I think he's sort of an origin bolter. Uh, he hasn't actually played yet. He's been 18th man a couple of times, right, Stu? He has. So I, depending on Turbo, like Latrell and Turbo will play if they are fit. But if there's, I reckon he would be next man up for sure, as it stands. He is absolutely shiny at the moment. Souths attacked the right plenty of times to the benefit of Kalama Tungy and Graham. That right edge has looked so mean on the back of Lockie Ilias, guys. He scored a 71. Super pot as well with 3.6% ownership. We thought he was last year's cash cow. He may be this year's second best cut price keeper. Big call with a 71 this week. Anyone bringing him in? Stu, you thinking? Tempted? Maybe a little bit? I'm tempted briefly. I it doesn't have the couple of things which are like which is goal kicking, but he did play mm. very well. So it's and look the he will drink a lot of that milkshake. They're kicking and whatever else. But it was a very attacking week. He did go well. He was also up against, I believe, Matty Moylan. So you don't get that every week. You don't, but I felt like unlike last year where we were hoping the play would run through Ilias and it turned out it was running more through Murray. I thought Ilias really ran that team around. Uh, and I keep saying it, he's he's on a premiership contending team. I am really keen. I picked up Jackson Hastings and I feel pretty comfortable in the idea of cashing down Hastings and using a bit of that extra cash maybe to get on the Cardi train for a little bit. So I'm really keen on Ilias. I, I'm a big fan of the eye test on teams that are playing well. And I watched this game and I thought he looked really, really good. I think we missed my him thought, in the preseason. Yeah, my thoughts are that Murray to Ilias to Koloa Matangi or Graham to score. Like, it just looks so dangerous. And if you got it's Mitchell crazy. out the back there, yeah, it is really nasty. And he took it right to the line. So I think he's actually going to be in line for some tricets. And let's just watch for his running game potentially as well when you've got those huge bodies outside of him. It's pretty nasty. So um, I um, think I'm... I think I might. Um, I'm looking at Burton to Ilias potentially just to free up some cash and have some upside there potentially, Stu. Look, you can do it. You only crystallise your losses once you sell Burton, but there is some potential there. I would just <laughs> look. You probably need to get on this week because this break even is so low. I would just, for me, probably want a second look. Um, if you really, do you really believe... have the time for that? Like, if he cracks out another seven, no, oh, you you won't. But when was the last time another half cracked out a seventy against the Panthers? I've got Souths to win this game. No, I got you. So look, you can you can certainly hop on. I wouldn't necessarily suggest against it. Four eighty k for a locked in starting half is not bad. He's the same current price as Tanner Boyd. So, yeah, I I can't see a reason that you one against him apart from the fact that last year we all sat on him all year and you just hope that this year it's he's a different player for the whole I season. I feel like he's elevated with the offseason, but we could be wrong. The, the danger of round one is, you you know, you get these love narratives where you think the player's going to be like this for the rest of the season. And 
now they have a bit of film on him that they might be able to contain him or what. I thought he looked really good. He did. Look, I, he, I could he, be tempted for Ghana straight in. to straight to Ilias. That's a good trade. I like that. I like that. Speaking of, Ghana cracked out at 26. I'm thinking a bought Stu. Are you thinking elsewise as a otherwise as an owner? I was talking about this beforehand. I was thinking, oh, he's going to have a break even in the mid 40s. It's going to be rough. He's going to get a break even at 37. He lost a grand total of what about 10k. So you haven't lost your shirt on him. He's left edge for the Panthers. They're going to work that out. Luai is not blowing up against Garner at the end of the game. He's blowing up <laughs> against Salmon. That's so, a great and, indicator, isn't it? And I think that they just need to work on that a little bit. Garner actually took a lot of really tough runs early in that game, right into the meat of the fence. I think that's why they pulled him out, because he was just blown out from those really tough runs. I think they'll be a little bit smarter about that this week. Maybe let the ball go out to Targo, who, was, who didn't get quite as much running meters as they would like. Yeah, love it. So, look, I might hold Garner this week. I could go to Ilias. I think you're right, Jim. Lost. I think you're right. Hold him. Yep. Look, we, we've done the analysis. There's got to be points on that edge, right? There's no way that you can keep 480k on an edge on that side. Yep. Totally. All right. Well, look, that's the end of it. So, let's have a look here. I've got the Panthers to win by four. Mitch? Souths by 10. Sorry, mate. No, that's all right. Look, I, I must say I'm less confident if Latrell is in and fully fit, but, you know, if he's not, do you still believe that? Yes. Okay. Nick? Yeah, I go south by Tane if Latrell's in. Wow. Okay. So let's let's see how that one works out. All right, let's move over to the Friday match. Nick, take us away. Mate, Sean Russell has served a suspension, so he replaces Isaac Lumi Lumi on that wing, and he was pretty good, Lumi Lumi. Uh, Bailey Simerson has been named among the reserves is the only changes. On the shark side, Wade Graham, he's not been named, even though he's gone to judiciary to go fight uh, against this reckless high tackle. Um, Connor Tracy takes Graham's place on the bench. Royce Hunt returns from an elbow injury on the bench. And Jack Williams, who copped that head knock, is out this week. Awesome. Okay, so Nick, let's take us through. The biggest boom this week was Hopgood. What are we thinking? Get him in. If you don't have him, get him in. He's an absolute boom player. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any disagreement there from anyone, so I'll just crack on to, to Teague Wilton. Who it, I sort of tipped as another boom player, so he actually got that full 80 after playing discussions on the Facebook threads. <laughs> So this week, he cracked out of 45. He had eight missed tackles and two errors. So really, he could have cracked out, you know, 60s if he cleans up his tackling and his errors. He actually copped a couple of uh, bad balls into the line from... Who threw them? Someone, uh, I don't think it was Moylan or someone else. I'd say Fitzgibbon uh, will clean... Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, Fitzgibbon will clean that up quick smart. So I'll go Wilson as a buy again this week with a break even at 35. So... Uh, two 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 booms for me this week, Jim. For sure, I would certainly consider. You know, if you were a bit off Egan Butcher, you could trade across to Wilton pretty easily. So, Mitch, who have you got? Uh, I've got Josh Hodgson, forty-five. He looked reasonably good passing one way, possibly not the other. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of was having real trouble actually passing left to right. Uh, I'm still. <laughs> 
did anyone else watch that? I was I was jogging and they were making a comment in the commentary and I pulled my phone out of my little pouch and I looked and going, what is going on here? Uh, look, so he's a little bit underdone as far as his skills go. I, I'm just not sold. He's an injury nightmare. I'd be looking at other players first. I'd be looking at Kenny. I'd be looking at Sonny Luke. I just feel like there's an inevitability with Hodgson and there are just better options out there. Junior Polo, 74 points with a try. Now, you know, I wouldn't expect a try from Paulo every week, but he did have plenty more involvement and look good. Uh, do we think he'll continue to have this involvement week to week, Stu, or are there better options out there? Like, uh, I, I feel probably there are some better options out there. I I'm, think, not, I'm not sold. I think there are. I think that a few people see that headline number. I think you'll trace the dragon. We've done this with Junior Paulo last year in the last few years in a row. So he does have a low break even this week. He is a good player. He's a representative player. But I'd be looking more like a guy like Lindsay Collins, potentially at the moment, who's just has to lift more in his team than a guy like Paulo. So, but, you know, if 610k, it's, it's a lot of cash to throw. All right. And look, I, I've got a couple of guys I want to talk about real quick. So Ronaldo Mulatalo, he only got a 15. I just want to mention that we can chuck a star on him as his price will drop pretty quickly. And once Heinz is back feeding him the good ball, he is probably worth a buy again because he is a quality, quality outside back. Now, Braden Trindle, we were high on him last week at starting half. 33 points though, and he was at 30 points basically at half time. So the second half, he just kind of fell off a cliff, as did a lot of the Sharks attacking raids. I reckon it's hold. He's got. He's still making money for us. It wasn't the price rise we wanted. We wanted a 50. We got a 33. But hopefully this week he performs a little bit better. The other guy that we've got to talk about are the two edges at Parramatta. So Matt Dury and Bryce Cartwright. Did either of you guys pick up both of them or just, just one, Mitch? I just had Dury, mate. How about you, Nick? Cardi. Excellent. I picked up both just to hedge my bets and uh, <laughs> ran. I picked up as many edges as I could just to see which ones would fire. Uh, so, look, it's a risky to trade in either because so, Madison is two games away and Sean Lane is four to five. So I would say that just in case... This week is probably the last week to buy because I know people have been saying, oh, Madison's the middle now. I'm pretty sure he's still got the legs to play in an edge if they need him to, if these guys aren't performing. I don't know. I don't know. I think, think we've got a pretty good word that he's going to be at a bench middle. I understand that that's their intention, but if they need him to play elsewhere, he can play elsewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I'd say that the coach, they'll put him in wherever <laughs> he needs to be, man. They'll, they'll. So, anyway, Maddo, I would um, I would certainly say that this week I would get on Cartwright or Dory. Uh, Cartwright's break-even is ridiculously low at the moment, just pulling it up now. Minus nine. So, he will make points. He did look good. Did he pass the eye test for you, Mitch? Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he looked excellent. Yeah, really fit. What I hoped that he was for the last 10 years for the Panthers. Gosh. Instead, he went off to the Gold Coast and tanked his career. All right, so I would say that either of those two guys are definitely worth by Dury as a longer-term prospect. One question for you, Nick. Would you take Dury or would you take Ben Murdoch-Masilla this week? Cartwright. 
<laughs> okay, so, so you take Cartwright this week, even if he's only got a couple of weeks left? I would. That's just me. No, gotcha. Look, it should be a good game to watch. 6 p.m., get out to Combank Stadium at Parramatta if you can. Now, of course, the Broncos have their traditional Friday night game, so it's against the Cowboys. It's at Suncorp. It's going to be a big night. So the Broncos, the big news is Reese Walsh is back. Selwyn Cobo on the wing. Jesse Arthur's out. On the other side, the Cowboys, same 17. So it's really quick to move through. With that in mind, Mitch Painhaas. I like him. How did he go? Mate, he was fantastic. We said he was a boom at the start of the year. He still is. If you have the cash, pick him up. Uh, Jeremiah and I, guys, 20 points. We said buy, beware. I think that was you and I, Stu. Hmm. You were warned. He's going to have good weeks. He's going to have bad ones. He's going to have weeks where he scores three tries. And he's going to have weeks where he scores none and gets 20. Uh, that's that's Nanai. I think he's cashed out. I'd stay away. Any disagreements from you there, Nick? I know that you were a little keen on Nanai at one point. Yeah, the score isn't great. I think it's enough to turn you off, just like you sound at the moment. So, nah. It's I, look. I bought him up because he's owned by fifteen point four percent. So he's much higher ownership than some of the guys we're talking about here. I think it's a bit of its name recognition or people displaying on from last year. Yep. But I'm and actually hoping he gets exactly a couple of right. bad scores and I'll bring him straight back in because he is a guy who can crack out a really good score find the try line. He definitely yeah, he's a, a good guy to have on your bench. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just going to I'm just gonna say check a star on Nanai. If he hits around that 500k mark, I would certainly be interested. I'm with you. Stu, oh. Reese Robson, I'm an owner. Are you an owner? I'm an owner. I'm glad I convinced you last week, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, I wanted Reed Marnie, which we'll get to later. That's true. Well, look, you would have done okay with him. But I was I was sitting down on Thursday night. Harry Grant had just scored who I could have bought. I had enough cash. Scored a 77 game-winning try. I'm thinking, oh, no. Have I made a huge mistake here? I've got Reese Robson. I'm thinking, do I eject? And then he pulls in an 80-minute performance, scores 74 points, Basically, no attacking stats, just base and hard effort. So we know that he can score a try, and he hasn't. He can still push out a 74. So for me, Reese Robson is a guy to get on. you still got a week to do it because his break-even is 41 this week. Uh, he didn't move the needle too much. So I reckon he's, he's got the same upside as a guy like Harry Grant for 60, 70K less. Nick, uh, you're the non-Robson owner. How are you feeling? A bit salty, but I was happy. I've got Carrigan and I've got Cleary. They're two boom players in my opinion as well. So I'll miss out on Robson, so I'll just cop that on the chin, I think. Fair enough. Who is your hooker? I got Cheese and I got uh, Boyd as my cover. Gotcha. Fair enough. All right. We also got to talk about Ruben Cotter because he looked undercooked in the trial, but maybe he was just having a bit of a rest that week. Because he ran for the most metres he's ever run. He ran for over 200 metres, 60 points, plays huge minutes, a huge motor. I think they're going to play him with larger minutes continuously when in these hot conditions up in Townsville where they give some of the bigger boys a rest. He will just keep on going. So now is another week to get on. If, you, if you've got to eject one of your middles, if just say you've had enough of Tarpanay, Ruben Cotter is a guy to put on there. 60 points in 67 minutes is you, you got to love it, right? 35 tackles, 21 points worth, so 216 metres run. 
Yep, and he passed the eye test as well, unfortunately. And as you said, Stu, option and get out of Tarpanay. That is very, very good call. Well, it is. And look, we'll get to Tarpanay. I'll have a think about him. But like, if you were just like, no, I'm done. Cotter or we got to talk about one more guy, which we didn't. I don't think any of us do. Oh, we do. Nick, Paddy Carrigan. He's another option. What are we thinking? All right, 50, 50 tackles, 180 run meters, only one missed tackle. Get him in with a clean run to origin. He's a boom in my opinion. So hmm. he's, he's cheaper than Cotter, isn't he? A little bit cheaper. So as I said, there's two guys that are almost interchangeable. So Cotter is 752. What is Carrigan currently at, Nick? 732. So it's only 20K different. But Which one would really, you take, I, I, Well, I've taken Carrigan, but I, I might trade... Tarpanay to Cotter. <laughs> so I'll have both happily. Yep, that's it. You can't go wrong with either. Hop on. Nah. Question for you, Mitch. If you yep. had all three in a lineup, so you've got Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, and Ruben Cotter in a lineup, who are you picking one to three? This is for fantasy? For fantasy. Haas, Carrigan, Cotter. Easy. Just because, it just, that's just straight up eye test. I, I'm a bit annoyed I didn't pick up Carrigan. I just didn't want two Broncos players. Uh, occupying those middles, but Carrigan looked awesome. He looked really good. In fact, the Broncos looked awesome. They looked fit. They anyway, did. They all, all look good. And something we said in the uh, Tuesday night podcast last week is that some players don't go all out on the trials. It's just something we have to be careful of, and we probably should have trusted Cotter's ability a bit more from last year, but you really can't go wrong with any three of them, really. For sure. I was trying to work out some way that I could get rid of two cheap guys and end up with Carrigan, but I don't quite have the cash, so let's see how we go. All right. Uh, Nick, we also got to talk about Val Holmes. What are we looking at? Pretty standard game from him, guys. Three goals, one try assist, one line break assist, 123 run meters. No demerits, which is nice. So get him in as the Cowboys look good and Holmes can go big. I think he's quite spicy, not a boom. I would go Campbell Gray just because he looks so delicious on that right edge. So he's definitely a spicy choice. Ruben Cotter, I mean, not Ruben Cotter, sorry, Stu. Can, can I just come come in on that, though? Uh, so you've got Val Holmes gets a 42, right? And he he doesn't get any attacking stats apart from, like, a tri-assist, a line-break assist. I reckon he's he's looking just as good, I don't know, for a bit less cash. bit better base, that's all. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, there... I I just thought Graham just looked so it looked so easy, I you know what you. I mean? Like yep. it just looks way too easy for them on that right edge. Like they, it looks, it's just like the Panthers left edge the last couple of years. It just looks like unguardable. Like you're you're in jail every time they go right with with Ilias playing the way he's playing and Mitchell at the back, Kalama Tungy at the front. Graham is what six four, like running. Oh, he's just it's just like the Panthers, mate. Yeah, running the apple. Gotcha. It, it's just a nightmare, and, and they actually get the ball to Campbell Graham. He actually gets ball on, on like other centers sometimes, you know? True. All right, well, let, let's and, talk about and the Tom, guy And Tommy did... Sorry, just quickly, Tommy didn't ran the ball heaps, sorry. You know, from what I saw. He did. He, he ran a lot. He didn't always get to Val, which was a bit, a bit yeah. of a shame. Mm. Let, let's talk about Selwyn Cobo, though, uh, who, in a team that won got picked up chucked over the side a few times what are we thinking nick mate he's just bust get him out of your side you 10 percent 
owners, just get him out. Katoni Staggs, uh, just moving on. He looked great defensively. Uh, he only managed that 57 minutes for 26 with no attacky stats, which is a good sign, which means he'll just drop some cash. So just chuck a star on him. He'll, he'll be a decent pickup. I doubt he'll play Origin this year. He's fallen behind the packing order, in my opinion. So just uh, pick him up in the next three weeks, potentially. Awesome. Okay, well, guys, what are we thinking the result on this one? I've got the Cowboys by 12. Mitch? I thought Brisbane looked really good. I got them by 10. Fair enough. And Nick? Yeah, I got the Broncos by, so six. Yeah, sorry about Excellent. Really, last quick question because we've got to talk about it. Reece Walsh didn't play last week, first game back. Any of you guys uh, interested in him? He's just the- awkward price, mate. I think it's too difficult to bring in, right? Yeah, look, I certainly want to see at least one week before people start bringing in Reese Walsh because you really want to see how he goes against some of these top flight sides where they're really trying hard. He did look good in the trial, but yeah, a lot of sides, they're just trying to keep people from being busted, right? If he if he kicked, it would be so juicy. You know, you get the extra 10 points pretty much because his Broncos attacks looks like it's going to go right this year too. But unfortunately, Adam Reynolds gets that milkshake, so that's the only reason why I probably wouldn't look at Walsh. That's it. The last one was, I, I hate to do this to you guys, Adam Reynolds. Ha- hearing a bit of chat about him this week, since when I wrote the notes to now, there's actually been a fair bit of chat about Adam Reynolds being a guy that might be worth looking at because he, he picked up 59 points against the Panthers. So with that in mind, he's he's priced pretty well. Any interest in there? 717k for people who are looking nope. for a Burton exit. Nope, nope, nope. Why wouldn't you pick him up, Nick? He's too much of an injury risk. I think we went through in the preseason. It's just too risky. I can't do it. I won't. Fair enough, Mitch. Exactly what Nick said, but I would say if you're willing to roll the dice, that's not a bad spot to roll it. So for those out there who want something super spicy, I don't hate Adam Reynolds, but I'm sticking to my plan. I'm not taking those injury risks. No, Nick. I got it. If if I was a Burton owner right now and I was pulling the eject lever because I was looking to where you would eject to, like Jackson Hastings didn't set the world on fire. There's a whole bunch of guys in that middle level. Neither did Mitch Moses. They're all kind of around their average. Whereas Adam Reynolds, he was scoring very well when the team was firing and he was fit. So you could get on for a few, for a few rounds. Doesn't have any buys. Anyway, that's just me. All right, let's... But you're not going to do it though, so... <laughs> I don't own Burton. I, I've got almost no money in my halves. If I did own Burton, I would... Seriously, I'd be probably getting an Adam Reynolds this week. No, you'd tell the podcast and then you wouldn't do it. No, I'm serious, guys. There is, I was watching every half this week about who who I would get on, and he was kind of it. Yeah, he looked awesome, but he's an injury risk. Yeah, I get it. He passed the eye test, but he doesn't pass the injury injury, um, battery. Hmm. No good. Well, look, we get to 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. New Zealand time. Roosters versus Warriors. Mitch, take us away. What's happening? Well, Emma's going to be happy because Joey Manu has been named to return to the Rooster squad with Drew Hutchinson switching to the bench. Corey Allen's going to be dropping to 8th man. Matt Lodge, oh, what a shame, is out with Fletcher Bakey making a start at prop. Victor Radley has been named, which is a bit of a shocker there because he did not look good. Uh, and Jared Warrior-Hargraves remains sidelines. What a shame. Um, Coach <laughs> Andrew Webster has been named <laughs> the same 17 that uh, beat the Knights. Edward Cossey retains his place on the wing. 
DWZ uh, is not expected for at least a month, so we're thinking probably a high grade one, low grade two calf injury for those who have him. And Bailey Sirenson uh, knees are listed amongst the reserves. Justavanga Hernia is aiming to return in round three. Awesome. So Mitch, take us away. Look, we have to talk about cheese. 34 points. Yeah, owned by I, basically I mean, everyone. Well, I mean, I'm going to probably throw it to you guys, but I really felt it was a combination of his HIA and a rib injury that really kept him down. He was on a Roosters team that got ambushed, and I think some of us predicted that. Uh, as poor as his attitude is, he can play. Don't overthink it. Don't panic. He's on one of the best teams in the NRL, which I hate to say. Um, I'm keeping him. You and Nick, uh, we'll start with you, Stu, first. Are you the same? Yeah, look, if he wasn't playing this week, I might have thought about it, maybe going to a guy like uh, Reed Marnie. But as it stands, yeah, look, he's a good player. They just need a little bit of time, and they probably need a bit of reality check. That's all. Nick? Yeah, you just got to hold him. It's just uh, the, the upside's there, so why would you get rid of him? It's just an yeah. unlucky week. No, you wouldn't. And it's probably the biggest lesson for fantasy owners out there. He still actually looked pretty good on the field. He got sent to the shadow realm by Felice Kafusi. Uh, don't ever that, <laughs> that was the best hit I've seen oh, in a long yeah. time. Yeah. It, was, so, it was something else. And he's only going to break you know, even I'm, at 44. It's not 74, guys. You're not going to lose your shit this week. No. I've never seen Felice Kafusi play as well as he did. So I was, re- I was really happy because I've never understood it. Do you know what I mean? Like some players, you just don't see their good moments. That's his best game I've ever seen him play. If any coach can get the best out of someone, it's Wayne Bennett. Look what he did at St. George. Look what he did at Brisbane. Look what he it, did at South Sydney. And to, and to be honest with you, as much as people malign his time at the Knights, he got them to through to a semi-final with basically no one, right? And Nathan Tinkler is, you know, your CEO. So uh, he's see, the greatest he, coach of all time. He, as he, I, he, as he I got Dad's army through. He's, he's the best man manager of all time. Oh. He is. He is. There's absolutely no doubt about it. So in you know the salary cap era, he's the man. And I love the Dolphins one. I thought that was great. Uh, James Tedesco, guys, I think he's the barometer of the Roosters. And often his fortunes are tied to them. If you owned him, you picked him to keep him. You only lose when you jump off at this point. That's where you crystallize those losses. If you don't have him, we said at the start of the year, he's a post-origin player. Just yeah. wait for that value to drop. Eddie hit it on the nail there, where at some point, Tedesco will be worth less. Not worthless, but worth less money than he is currently. Shout he, out, Eddie. Yeah. He hit the nail on the head here, so we need to chuck a star on James Tedesco because he might be starting straight away. So he could be pick up round four or five. You might need to start saving up your cash, piling out this cash. He's cashing them down for other guys starting to maybe get some Tedesco money. Because I'd keep him over Origin if I knew that I was picking him up for 600 or less. Anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'd find money somewhere, somehow. All right. So, Nick, who have you got? Uh, Jackson Ford, cracked out of 44. Great work rate, 25 tackles, 150 run meters. Missed six tackles, so he's got a little bit of upside. So he could easily crack the high 40s. Quite comfortable. He's a boom pick. Egan Butcher, we mentioned earlier, 31 points. So 17 demerits with that sin bin, three missed tackles, two errors, and a penalty. Marty's 41 tackles in 69 minutes. So really, he could be another guy for high 40s quite easily. Uh, but he's not making any cash, so I'd probably look elsewhere if you have him. 
and I chuck a star if you don't have him. So just, just wait and just sort of see. The last one, guys, Tamari Martin. How are you feeling if you own him? Because it was a solid performance. It didn't get lit up, but I'd look just to downgrade or upgrade. I'd just move on. He is what he is. 25 points. I've just got him as a bust this week. I just think you can spend that money better elsewhere for some much better scores potentially. Fair enough. So, look, Nick, with- Nick quick, quick question just to digress real quick. Did it frustrate you to see how well Jackson Ford could play? And we spoke about this last week that he'd be a boom player. How well he could play? Because he looked like the player was under Mary McGregor. And I found that to be bloody annoying. Uh, it's one of those things, mate. It's classic Dragons uh, torture, isn't it? Oh, mate, there's, there's two main players to, to, to mention. You know, we've already mentioned, mentioned uh, Reese Robson, you know. It's fallen dragons. It's, it's just too many to count. It's just always happens to us. Are you guys second behind maybe the West Tigers for letting players go, you know, who who weren't, you know, you didn't allow to perform? Yep. Yeah, you're right, Stu. We haven't let superstars go in that sense. So, but we, we just let good NRL players go. Like, just so many good ones. Hmm. Now, look, guys, right, we, we haven't got him written down, but Chance Nickel Clockstad, 51 points. So we're talking about guys we can upgrade or downgrade to. He's, He's a boom. He's a boom. 401k. I like the way that he was playing around the middle. And as dumb as it sounds, Andrew Webster, it looks like he's been uh, uh, teaching Chance how to play a bit like Dylan Edwards. A lot of tackle four or tackle five runs where he tries to split the big guys and get a legs tackle and get a quick play the ball, which affected Torhu Harris as well. You can see those two, how well those two did tackle four and five during that game. I so. mean, just really quickly, right, because we don't have him listed in the next one, but would you rather Hamaso or CNK? Because I thought Hamaso looked really good as well. I'm going to probably... I'm very tempted to pick up Hamaso. I I think I like Chance from a base side of view. I think he will... He's a more certainty to reach that 500, 520k where we want. I think that Hammer could do it in about three weeks, though. So and their run, their draw good. is much better. This is the Dolphins. The Dolphins draw. I'd say their team's better too. They looked up for it. They, they actually really did, did look up for it. So yep. if if we're looking at the next couple of games here, so let, let's digress a little bit. So well, I think it's worthwhile because Hammer's not listed, and I'm sure most of us are looking to get off Tamari Martin, who we're about to talk about. Uh, we, yeah, we have to talk about t- who to eject to. So look, obviously there's Sloan. Who you could cash down to and take oh, a risk. We'll talk about that. Yep, but like I'm just saying, he's an option if you wanted to cash up. The next games, uh, next five games for the Dolphins for Hammer, Raiders, Knights, Broncos, Dragons, Cowboys. I'm in. It's so mix mix there, and the Warriors. That's four wins, possibly. Possibly, and then the if we look on the Warriors side, so we have the fixtures here are. Roosters, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Sharks, Knights. So much of a muchness, really. A little bit tougher because you got the Roosters and the Cowboys at North Queensland. Nick, so, what are you thinking, mate? Hammer or CNK or, or neither? I flip a coin. I, I blend CNK based upon the preseason research. I mean, he's certainly the more stable option, but I do love the eye test and Benny's Dolphins. I, I, I. He, Wayne Bennett is the master of coaching a team with a chip on its shoulder. He's the master. Like the 2010-11 Dragons, like have you seen a bigger chip on that on that shoulder? Oh, I like this Dolphins team, mate. They are not a wooden spoon team. And George is mate, a wooden spoon so team. 
So just speaking of the, the Dolphins, because they're our next team, um, I was chatting to mum, and, and you're going to bring him up in a bit, but Jermaine Asako as well. The, if you think about it, your Hammers and Jermaine Asakos, those guys, so Asako played really well under Bennett, I believe, at the Broncos. That's when he really came onto the scene before his well got turned upside down by you know, the Seabold and all that sort of crap. And Hammer played excellent under Bennett under that boil over Queensland team, I think, right, Stu? He certainly did. So, yeah, he's certainly able to bring out the best of these guys. And it was good to see Hammer more active. I think another season of him thinking about how to be a good fullback might actually translate into him playing more in the middle. He's not going to be a Tommy Turbo Latrell where he pushes over centers out wide. He doesn't have the strength to do that, but he does have the pace to burn people in the middle or, you, you know, burn an uh, you know edge forward. So I w- I'm certainly interested to see Hammer doing a lot more of that. So look, you can't go wrong with either. I think we both said that they'd both be decent to pick up. Just yep. flip a coin. All right, let's crack on. All right. So let's talk about two guys here that we really need to talk about. So Tohu Harris, 70 points on the bench. Absolutely brained it. So he, I'm just having a look at his stats here, 51 tackles, one line break assist. 145 meters run. He, you can already see the new slightly better shape there at the Warriors, and Tohu was the main recipient of this. He played the full 80. I'm not sure I can see that every week, but we're certainly seeing that second year back from the ACL. I'm keen. If you were looking, uh, again, another exit. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, another exit here. He's 712k, so he's another 20k cheaper again from Carrigan. Any of you guys interested in Tohu Harris? Mate, I'm so interested. I just don't have enough trades to get him in. Like, there's, I, I want to get Collins, I want to get Harris, I want to get Ilias, I want to get the Hammer. It's like, can't make all these trades in one week. No. Though Tohu is looking like 2020 prime Tohu. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. I, I, just, I've just I, don't, flipped... I, I don't have the space. I don't know about you, Nick. What are you going to do? Yeah, uh, Burt Burton to Tohu. <laughs> oh, that's filth. That's oh, actually that's pretty cool. good. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so, Tohu, oh, Tohu Harris, he's good. Uh, I would not mind anyone buying him in. You can wait another week, but he did pretty well last week. He will become more expensive. No, I, th- I think you got to go. you just got to go. We, in the belief, there's, there's t- definitely the believers of Tohu. Stu, you and I are those guys. I, just, yeah, absolutely. That's it. I've, I've just got to find who I actually want to cut if I did want to bring him in. The other guy is... Lindsay Collins. So we've got injuries to lodge. Jerry Hargrave is out too. Uh, Radley is obviously an HIA magnet. So Lindsay Collins, we can see him as being the big dog because otherwise we're playing with what Terrell May and some of these other guys who just need a bit more time. So I see him as being a real buy at the moment. So if I were you guys, like he got 59 points in 56 minutes. Uh, he's got a low break even this week. You could certainly put Lindsay in your side. I would not be mad. He's probably worth 700k as it stands. So he could be in another upgrade path for those of you who've got to sell like a mid-price guy like Garner. If you've got a little bit of cash, you could go to Lindsay Collins. I, I am going to push back on Collins. He's never cracked that sort of price range before, Stu. So really, you're sort of in uncharted territory there. Oh, he's definitely got the potential, but... Uh, he's never really made it that far, especially on a week-in, week-out basis. So I think you are 
punt you sort of uh, it's a bit optimistic i think it is to a point i think that he's he's nearing that prime of his career though he's still like he's is probably the premier forward now in that side so and with Matty Lodge out for a few weeks i think he will de- definitely be that premier forward that's all so uh, yeah i'm not downing i'm not downing his eye test i'm just downing his fantasy output that's all yeah look i get it i think i think that he'll be more solid in that middle but yeah look it, it's certainly a risk but i certainly like like him i've been working out ways to get him him in as well like you know see what different combinations bring him in but you know as i said i might actually keep garner so lindsey collins might need to wait for another week so may, maybe just chuck a star in this week take a look yeah i'd give it another week personally fair enough all right guys well look who's gonna win this one mitch roosters by 20 nick yeah roosters by 12 i'd say and look i'm gonna say that the warriors will win by two so just to make it interesting so i reckon the warriors they're from their efforts last week they're not a spoon team either right nah they're good i thought they'd be good you know they're not they're not terrible so yeah they look good with the ball in hand they're good with the ball in hand for once (laughs) it is nice all right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about other teams here. So let's go on to the Dolphins and the Raiders. So Nick, take us away. What's happening with the Dolphins? For the Dolph, yeah, for the Dolphins, mate. Young Gun Mason Teague has been named to make his NRL debut off the bench with Ray Stone out. A veteran playmaker Anthony Milford and Cody Nakarim have been named in the reserves. So just keep an eye on those two, particularly for your Zaya Katoa guys. In terms of the Raiders, Albert Hopwider comes into the wing for John Rapana, who we mentioned is suspended for the next three weeks after he took the early guilty play. Star prop Josh Papali'i with that calf niggle just remains out. So not too many changes to both of these sides, really. Pretty stable. Yeah. Uh, so, look, let me start off because we, we talked about this guy for a little while. We talked about Joey Tarpanay. So he got a 45, which isn't the worst. It was actually one of his highest tackle games that he'd ever done in that game. So you can tell that he's he's much more of a tackling forward than some of the other guys. And it was just a game of two halves, unfortunately, where he played much less at the second half where the um, where the Raiders finally had some of the ball. He spent most of the first half just tackling and being in presence in the middle. So I reckon that Drew Tarpanay will have a bit of a bounce back this week. He'll be up against a good pack, but I think that it'll be a bit more even. And I think the Raiders will learn a little bit about how to game manage as a team. So for me, I'm keeping Tarpanay this week. He may go next week if he if he still doesn't perform. But I'm, I'm probably going to hold on to that preseason analysis where he d- just does have that like offloading um, upside, which, which we just see from a few players out there. Uh, Nick, I think you're a fellow owner. What do you think about Tarpanay? I think I'll get out only because he didn't... I was hoping to get 55-plus minutes with Papali'i not there. So that's really spooked me. I think I'm, I'm going to jump out just for that reason because okay. I was sort of thinking he'll hit those 60s with that 55 to 60 minutes, which yeah. I don't but think remember it, was, it was like 29 degrees with 92% humidity in North Queensland in 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I warned you guys about Ricky. I'm just saying that, that on this game... Yeah, conditioning, just, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm thinking next week, 
it's it should be a much nicer game. So we were they're playing this one at five thirty p.m. still in Queensland, far out. Um, yeah, I'm spe- I'm just spooked personally. I got spooked forty five. It, it's crazy. It was fifty or fifty five. I'd still hang on, but forty five is just oh, I just can't cop that for someone who's paid eight hundred eight hundred k for you know. Yep. So look, I. Like there are there are better options who are scoring better. I know it's one game, but it's just makes you feel a bit crappy about it. Yeah, Harris. I know. I I feel like we might be chasing the dragon with this one. So not if you not if you trade to Harris, you're not. So yeah, look, I wouldn't be mad about that either. Even with Jazz coming back, Tohu might play a few less minutes, but he'll still do pretty well for it. You know, get around. I, those I would points. say that Tarpany is a quality player, and though I did say that I wasn't keen on him. Uh, in the preseason, what I would say is that there are probably bigger priorities for you, you're trading. And if Tarpany is your highest priority, maybe you don't need to trade. Yeah, yeah. He, the Raiders have, like, I think, from memory, the second easiest draw, and he doesn't play Origin. So so those are two reasons to hold on to him, I suppose. Yeah, and look, they're playing the Dolphins. They won't be... Yes, it's it's 5.30pm at Redcliffe, not 4.30pm at... Uh, oh, no, so, so it's 4.30pm at Redcliffe local time, not... Uh, you know, three thirty PM in North Queensland. So yeah, I don't know. The other guy that we got to talk about here, Sean O'Sullivan. Look, he scored a sixty-three. He did look good in that side. He will drink all the milkshake with guitar opposite. I reckon wait a week and then see whether we want to get on the SOS bandwagon. So he he might be the other half where if you're looking to eject Burton, but I'd I'd wait a week on Sean O'Sullivan just to make sure that the Dolphins are the real deal. Uh, the other guy we've got to talk about because he's in a lot of sides, Harley Smith-Shields. Scored a 23. Not what we wanted, but he's a 250k player. Came close to try. Is worth the hold this week. And, guys, I know a few people are saying, oh, look, Conley Lemuelu. He did really well. He scored a 64. Scored a try. Looked really good playing as an edge. But he wasn't even in the team until an hour before kickoff, he played out his skin, but oh, he's not going to be a starting player, and he's not going to score the match-breaking try every week, right, guys? No, yeah, that's it's a trap. That's a big trap. Yeah, so uh, get on. He he could score fifteen this week. I would avoid. Uh, with that in mind, guys, we've got to talk about another guy, uh, Asako. Mitch, what are we doing? Look, I thought the Dolphins were really good. Nick was sort of bringing up Jermaine Asako before, but Asako's a winger. I know he kicks goals, but I'm not buying into this sort of score week to week. I feel like it's a little bit of a trap. Nick, I'm feeling like you might be a little bit interested, though. Uh, only because of the Bennett factor. Like, he's the kind of player that needs, like, a simple role and confidence. It's It's quite clear, and he has performed really well under Bennett previously so that that's why i would be tempted because no one wants to spin up bigs in their big in their backs but if you could pick him up i think he's a good price to pick up personally at 456k that that's the only tempting thing i just like the hammer he's 50k cheaper and i think he's a better player yeah i'm not going to push back on that i agree yep all right so nick who have you got as I could tell, he somehow lost money. So he lost 7K. So he's 223K with that score of 11. 
He's clearly young and we're not likely to do anything this year. Uh, just hold him, if I, I think, um, and chuck a star otherwise. I, I don't see any point in spending the money to upgrade to someone else, do you think, Stu? Oh, look, I'd, I'd say if you if you picked him up as like your last man, you could hold him this week, have a check on him because he can't drop too much more money, or you could punt him to Sloan. It's not really... If you've got a easy biggest problem this week, you're doing well. I don't have him. Yeah. I've got other problems. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a need to chuck him necessarily at the moment. He could come good, so I think he might just be a slow burn. Mm. The other guys, Mark Nichols, he's probably the biggest trap of this year. 479k, he broke out with a 75. He's got a minus one break even, which is why I think many people jump on him this week. Negative break evens are always juicy. He's, it was a career high, that 75, so it's the exception, not the rule. Don't chase the dragon. He's a trap. All right, so just having a look through here, I'm not sure there's too many other guys like, you know, Felice Capuzzi had a great game, but for fantasy purposes just didn't. So a few of the, few of the guys, unfortunately, the Dolphins are in exactly that. I know we don't have Hammer written down. We should do. I think I just didn't give him out to anyone. So he scored a 52. I think we've already chatted through whether we want him or not. So Mitch, I think you were saying, look, you, you're yeah, I'm in. interested on the Hammer. I'm in. Yep, look, he's been in and out of my side twice now, so I've just, just got to work out if I'm chasing that dragon or not. Uh, Are you playing the centers or wing fullback? Uh, I'll, I'll play him at wing fullback to start with. I'd put him at centers simply to get Alamotti out of my starting side. I, I didn't get Alamotti, so I don't have that issue. <laughs> I've got that issue. All right. <laughs> uh, guys, who have we got winning this one, Nick? I got the Raiders by two. I think it'll be quite close. Yeah. Excellent. Mitch? I got the Dolphins by 10. I think they'll have a bit of a come down, but I believe. <laughs> and look, I've got the Dolphins by 12. I reckon that they, they might try and kick on here, turn, turn it into a bit of a yep. home fortress. Yep. So, uh, moving on, we got the Saturday, uh, I believe we're up to the Saturday evening game, where we have the Storm versus the Bulldogs at Amy Park. So, bit of news. Cam Munster's compound uh, finger fracture uh, sees him out. Tyron Wishart is at number six. Aaron Penne takes a place on the bench. Xavier Coates has been named despite that shoulder injury. Looking at this side, I'm guessing it'd be Grant Anderson would be the guy to replace him otherwise if uh, Xavier Coates is not fit. On the Bulldog side... Same 17. They got tuned up, but it looks like they're getting a couple of weeks to pull it together. Uh, and apparently, uh, Carl Olapu, who's that uh, guy that they bought from their... <laughs> Thanks for that. Who's that guy that they bought from the Brisbane Broncos? Carl Olapu. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right, man. I'm sure this is quality podcast stuff. Like we're going to win like a, whatever a pod, <laughs> equivalent of a podcast Emmy is. Anyway, most lost listeners in a single comment. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, he's been named on the extended bench. I reckon we, if Kyle Flanagan still stinks it up, we might see Carl sooner rather than later. With that in mind, uh, look, let's have a talk real quick. Will Warbrick. He did well to get 29 in a tough game without much ball. I'm saying, guys, still get on. If you didn't get on him, he was the best of the 230k guys to play on the weekend. Do you guys both own him? I'm pretty sure you do, Mitch. Yep. 
Yeah, I got on him. I thought he passed the eye test too. He looked good. And Stu, exactly as you said, he gets the ball and he runs harder. I really like what I saw, to be honest. Yeah, and look, at 230k, you can play him. He's only going to get better. If he gets any attacking stats in there, he's going to be a stud, right? Oh, mate, once he starts scoring tries, get in there because the 29 was mostly base stats, right? For sure. Yeah, it was run meters, a couple of tackles. So get on Will Warwick. Pull us what you're doing. Go Chuck Camper or whoever else. Get in Will Warbrick. Uh, other guys we've got to quickly talk about. Uh, Eli Katoa scored a 39. Don't yeet him too early. He's likely to be that edge forward for all year. And even though he didn't do as well as Trent Liero, who scored a 45, he still came pretty close. He did pretty well. He'll make you cash. Just stick with Katoa. So everyone's got bigger problems this week. The, and Trent Liero, he's a guy who you might want to get on. So he showed that he can perform some good runs, and he actually he's actually got a really good offload So uh, in that 45. So I'm also thinking get on with him, because even though he made a couple of errors, he made up for them. Do any, either of you two have Liero, Nick? No, I couldn't squeeze him in, in the end. I went uh, Cartwright, which I'm not regretting at all, and uh, Jackson Ford as well. Fair enough. How about you, Mitch? No, I didn't get him. I was worried about the Sims' impending return, although it looks like he's still not back, so maybe I should have. Yeah, look, I got him because I bought every single edge forward, <laughs> so I've got him too and Katoa. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to ride him until he goes to the bench, at which point you eat him. So the only thing that I'd say about Liero is, yes, you do need to watch out for Sims, so I'm not telling you to pause the podcast and get on him because you've got to understand that risk. Last guy we've got to talk about, fellas, Ryan Sutton. 47 points playing in the middle for the dogs he showed that he can really play when he finally gets a run 505k this week with that in mind mitch if you're looking to pick up a you know a middle reasonable price there would you be interested no not at this point because i think there are better options out there who are you thinking i'd get Torhu harris Fair enough. Yeah, it's two hundred k more though. <laughs> like, that, that's yeah, like I'd saying I'd rather have Nathan find... Cleary than Tanner Boyd. <laughs> well, I would, but like I'd find a way nah, to get. He, get, to get he, he's the best. He's the best mid-range option for a mid at the moment. Yes, yeah, true. But yeah. I think you're better off getting a cashy or getting a keeper. He kind of is in a bit of a weird zone there. He is, and look, TPJ is back at some point, so there'll be some weird movement in that space. I don't, I don't like the forwards at the Bulldogs. I just don't. I think. We spoke about this in the preseason. We're just not sure about the rotation and where the points are at. Fair enough. But what I like about him is that in his... So he played 57 minutes. He 48 tackles, a couple of missed tackles, one error, a couple of penalties. So if he cleans those up a little bit, as he does do there, uh, I reckon he'll be, he should be pretty good to go. Uh, so look, I've got a buy rating on Ryan Sutton if he fits you're there. So even as an exit for Ghana, because everyone's got edge forwards. You could exit upwards, make a bit of cash, very consistent. Now, Mitch, speaking of consistency, read Marnie. Yeah, look, I think last year I might have underestimated how his shoulder was really affecting him because Reed Marnie really showed up to this game. 71 points, had a bucket of tackles. I'm, I'm super annoyed I didn't buy him at the start of the year. We know Marnie is quality and... The dogs really do play a brand that's going to suit his style of football. If you got him, I certainly wouldn't hate it. Stu, 
my question is, do you think the dogs will continue to play up the middle and, and defend in the way they do, and therefore will Marnie's points stay as they are ongoing? I mean, my biggest concern is that the dogs are going to struggle this year, but I suppose they struggled against the Eagles, and he still cracked out 71. They did. He, I'm just pulling up his stats as we speak. Look, he got the he got the try, so which is he good there. He won tackles. Yes, and that's 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 a, that's a lot. He worked really hard, and he was when Burton Flanagan really went missing in this game. So he took it on his own shoulders to make something happen, and I do really like that. So I think that yes, read money is something that you can get on. If you can't quite reach Grant or Robson. I reckon he's probably the fourth best option out yep. there. Yep, I agree. And so I think you'll have a little bit more volatility than the other two, simply due to the fact that the quality of the side that he's rolling in with is a bit more volatile. But he also had, did you notice that like he had, he had 93 kick meters, like he kicked a few times at a dummy half, like just to keep things going, which is better than kick out. And yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I think... I actually think Flanagan and Burton will continue to go missing from time to time and therefore Marnie will have to do what he did in this game. So I, yep. I like the pickup. I, I really do. For sure. Look, he, he certainly seems very safe. Now, again, the pricing is very competitive with Tohu Harris, Carrigan and Cotter. So adding him into the mix, where would you put him in that roster? I'd probably put him above Cotter, but below Carrigan and Harris. There we go. Okay. So with that in mind, if you need a, if you need a hooker, Go get him, and if if you've got the other guys above him, go get Reed. Nick, Alamotti, 17. Not great. What are we thinking? Look, he didn't do much wrong, um, but if you can upgrade, where do you go without spending heaps? you got Smith Shields, Hammer. Um, I've got him as a bust here, but really it's probably overreaction. For, the, for what you paid, you probably weren't expecting too much, so it's probably worth just giving him another couple of weeks or so before... Chuck him in the bin. I think I will not overreact. I think I will hold on to him this week. Yep. Mainly because oh. I don't have that much cash sitting elsewhere. So, yeah, yeah. what are you doing, Stu? Oh, look, I've I've got the cash, but I'm thinking that it was first week. You could see it was first week jitters out there. Like, Burton and Kikau just hadn't worked it out. And, of course, who's on the other side of waiting for that good ball? Alamotti. And he didn't get a lot of good ball. He still tried hard. So, yeah, I'd leave him alone for now. Uh, back on to that left edge, we got Matty Burton. I've so whilst I've yielded him for Tohu Harris, I still think In your keep the mind. faith. <laughs> I I think keep the faith because we know the theory is this left edge is going to be ridiculous. The only worry that you have now is that maybe this Luke Thompson injury has really mucked up their overwhelming forward pack. They're still waiting for TPJ to come back, who's meant to be awesome. I, I'm not really sure. I'd like some guidance, actually, what to do, Stu. Look, I know that we said last year, if you're going to hold through this tough run, just hold. I know this year they've got a similar early run. Week one, you can still eject and keep your shirt. Uh, it just depends on where your coverage is at. So if you believe in the analysis of what you've done for Burton, you can hold him. Or you can trade it now, buy someone else on the way up, and then pick up Burton like I'm penciling Burton pick him up sort of round five or so for you know he'll be around the 600k mark a bit like you and I did for Crichton last year Stu we ejected early and then got him at about 150k less six rounds later that's it Angus Crichton exactly the same there so it's some days you're just like no no I'm not like what I'm seeing there 
you wait for that price to plummet. It's it's a reverse way of making cash. I'd be I'd be shitting my pants if I was holding Burton. I I my alarm <laughs> my alarm bells are going off with the dogs. I'm really disappointed because I wanted them to be good, and I think that's part of where we might have gone wrong. Everyone wants them to be good. They're just not clicking as a unit, and I do think they will be, but I can't see it happening for four or five rounds at least. And, and it's, it's still an Amy Park, man. Yeah, man. I, I I'm I'd be yeeting. I I don't like it. Yeah, look, it's, t- it's a tough run. It's a tough run. Yeah, so okay. Exactly the same as last year. So especially because the Seagulls, I was thinking maybe they can get off to a good start, but no, they were yeah. smacked. They were very, very handily beaten. If you're a Bulldogs fan, you've got to be disappointed with that start. Yep. All right. Okay, so pro- probably uh, chuck him out and um, bring in a Tohu or a Cotter or Adam Reynolds if you like the spicy choice. Oh, I like that. Harry Grant, guys. Uh, 76 with the match winning try he's the mm. best hooker in fantasy I reckon because he plays the full 80 minutes 84 minutes this week 59 tackles 72 metres 100 kick metres he literally did everything he's a boom if you can afford him I don't think you can go wrong bringing him in personally uh, and qu- quick check uh, if we got Grant and Robson and uh, we have Reed Marnie how would you rank them in order for people at home well just by price Yep. So, like, as in value for money, would you, would you therefore go money, try and make some cash, or do you reckon just go straight to Grant? If you oh, that's that that's too hard to pick with money. Money plays every game to round thirteen, and so does Robson. So that's maybe something to think about. And neither money nor Robson will play Origin, so that's probably another thing to think about. So, yeah, I, I'm not really sure, but I, I know I know after watching Grant, he's the best hooker in fantasy. Yeah, he is. Gotcha. Awesome. So who have we got winning here, Mitch? Uh, I got the Storm by eight. Nick? I'll go the... Yeah, Storm by... Oh, actually, no, I only have Bulldogs by two. I'm, I'm going bounce Oof. back factor. Dogs of War. Excellent. Oh, look, I'm going the Storm by 16 in this one. I think they'll do Oof. well. But then again, no Munster. No, that's right. Jerome Pune's will do yeah. well. That's why I got stopped. Tyrant Wishart, he's not good. Like, let's be honest. I just don't like watching him play. Yeah, oh, look, I think that he's probably better half than Nick Meany, but it's a low bar. Yeah. All right, well, look, we get to West Tigers, 4 or 5 p.m. on the Sunday. Mitch, take us away. What is happening with the Tigers? Right. Still no John Bateman, but coach Tim Sheens has decided to start high-profile recruit Appy Corusa after a wave of criticism for paying his captain off, or playing his captain rather, off the bench. Uh, I actually agree with that decision. I think it was right. Joe Offengawi comes uh, into the starting side with Alex Twal moving to the bench. Oh, that's a big one. I have to tell Emma that. Uh, Fenel Pohl has been dropped with Alex Seafarth joining the bench. And then for Newcastle, Dan Gagai hamstring returns in a much-needed boost. That really will help for the Knights. And Tyson Frizzell has been named pending concussion protocols. Adam Elliott groin is out. You were warned, people, yes. about him. <laughs> and has been replaced on the bench by Jack Johns. Powerful winger Greg Marju. Hip has been listed among the reserves. Sorry, yeah, I just he, had to he, put the he, feather in my cap. Hip pointer issue for Greg Marju, so he should be back this week. Yeah, that's a bit of a nasty one, mate. That is a properly that is painful nasty. injury. Nick, circling back, because we love talking about the Dragons, 2017... No, it would have been 2018. Jack DeBell and played the last five rounds. Yes. He was not yep. the same dude. So he was I, not. I, that's and not that a nice padding they have to wear? Do you oh, remember? Man. Yes, I yeah. do. Not good. 
All right, Stu, lead us off, Clemmer and Twal. Okay, look, it's it's a bit frustrating because early Macarena with who's starting, and but look, both of these guys performed really well. So, uh, Twal scored a sixty-one, Clemmer a sixty-five. So huge work in the middle for these two. There's no major value there, but I really do want to keep an eye because I know that we talked about the Tigers for late in the season. They're probably a little bit too much, but it looks like Clemmer is taking the next level and Twal is back to being Twal post-head injury. So let's see how that goes. Uh, next guy we've got to talk about, Brent Naden. So it looked dangerous to get a 50 with no tries. Ran for 200 metres as well. Uh, last week to get on, so look, he... I know we're talking about centres who we could exit to. I wouldn't pick him as a wing fullback, but Brent Naden as a centre actually looked pretty dangerous. I don't know whether either of you two watched this game, but it, it kind of looked like it was a little back, bit back to the Panthers form with a bit more danger happening in the middle. What do you guys think? Yeah, I sure did. I actually thought they, thought they looked good, mate. I just felt that Brett Naden uh, was more like what he was in the early years, exactly as you said. And I really felt for the Tigers, they were just not able to quite get the job done. I didn't actually hate what I saw from them, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, it's last play stuff. It's the halves who need to step up for this. Uh, yep. Dewey hogs a little bit of the ball, tries these little chip plays, uh, and which is a bit frustrating. Great for fantasy, but frustrating you know, for the team. And Brooks just couldn't put the passes straight on people's chests when he needed to. So look, Brent Naden, the answer is we're looking at centers. He 50 with no tries. Nick, surely that's worth a look. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I'm sorry. Not even like if you could get like a guy like, you know, uh, Camp Pereira or someone else like that who's like just, you know, dogpiling up your team. You couldn't couldn't get rid of him? Well, I'd just look at uh, who's numbered. Sorry, I'm just having a look. You got Stafford Toa there ready to just jump in. I just, you know, you he's one bad Chile, game for getting dropped. Brent. I don't know. I just think he's one bad game from getting dropped. I could be wrong, but that's just my gut. So I couldn't do it personally. Fair enough. I'm just seeing the next couple of games, Knights and then the Bulldogs. He might have a bit of a week out. Anyway, gotcha. Uh, it's just just my one for like if you're trying to if you're trying to trade up somewhere, but you don't have the full money to go to Hammer or somewhere else. I uh, totally. It's it's just so risky in my mind. I I it's very spicy, very risky. No, cool. And look. Real quick, Daniel Saifidi did well as we expected for his 47. We'll do this or better going forwards. So, look, if you start off with Daniel Saifidi, keep the faith. He'll keep on scoring those sort of points for you and gain you that 10 points of value that we were hoping for. So, you know, he actually did, did all right. So, Mitch, Apicorosau, 15. What are we thinking? Look, mate, he came off the bench... Uh, and we know he had that calf injury. He had six missed tackles, and that was really, you know, the real reason for that low score. I actually thought while he was on the field, he looked relatively good. The big issue, and I think you said it, was the touches after him. Uh, both Dewey, Dewey and Brooks just weren't quite playing the sort of football they needed to in half. So he's going to see probably another drop in value this week. So if we do get that little bit of drop, we know Coruscant can play. And I think irrespective of whether he's on the Panthers or the Tigers, he, he's a good player. So chuck a star on him and look to pick him up potentially uh, rounds three or probably more likely round four. Uh, Alex Twile. So 
big minutes and lots of tackles, but he's now been shifted to the bench. So wouldn't be looking to pick up Twala this week. I'd want at least a couple more dates where he's getting those big minutes week to week. Talau, 16 points. Look, on a team that was struggling to score points, if you don't have him, don't buy him. Uh, Nick kind of just implied that he could be a week away from getting dropped with Stafford Toa in the background. This is the big one, guys. I thought he passed the eye test better than most did this week. Lockie Miller, he looked awesome in a team that looked poop. Barnstorming runs, probably better again than Will Warbury. 11 tackle breaks. Nice. I, I think he's that only going to... Nice. Oh, he looked awesome. I think he's only going to get better. The only thing holding him back is the bloody jersey he's wearing, and that's kind of my primary <laughs> score. But if you're able to punch out 43 points off your own back, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, he, he did. He, it's almost all him. He's, he's the master of that Jack Bird junk tackle run. You know, he's like a, I don't want to say younger Tedesco because he's 28, but he hasn't got those miles in the legs, right? So he's just he's just bouncing around like a running back. Yeah, he looked he looked awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely get on Lockie Miller. If you don't have him in your squad, guys, I would definitely get on him. Nick, Stefano. Mate, 32 points in 49 minutes is just disappointing um, because he was a, he was a PPM base. He, so he was a 0.92 PPM, but oh, what does that put him at 0.6 or something like that? So the minutes are encouraging, but he isn't getting involved enough. Is it? Are you, are you tempted, Stu? Is he a bit spicy? If you own him, hold him. Uh, if you don't, I would not be getting onto Stefano as we speak. I think that's... Uh, yeah, I think Joe O... You know, playing in the props is okay, but it looks like Twile's going to play a big minute. So, Stefano, I really want to see one good game from him first before I hop on. Okay. I just liked his minutes, and I know he's got that PPM history. Uh, oh, Sean, sure. Bloor, Sean Bloor with 13, knocked out after 18 minutes. So, look elsewhere. Look at the Cardi Party. Look at Matt Dury. Um, I'm just busting Bloor. Don't even bother with him. Oh, don't know. Because Adam, what's his name? Is due back soon. Uh, Bateman. Bateman will be back to drink yeah. his lunch. You're only hopping on Bloor for two weeks to make you some cash, right? Yeah, he's a bust. Just, yep. just don't bother. Adam Dway, he cracked out a 64. He did it all on a bad team, really, um, off, a, off a good forward pack. So he's worth every penny, I think, upgrading to him over Burden. So I think he's a bit of a boom pick there. Now, Jackson Hastings, his old, old teammate with a 46, he had a fine game. He's well-priced. Uh, from an eye test point of view, though, Ponga looks more dangerous and more likely to fire the final pass to get those try assists, line break assists, all that sort of stuff. So, Chaka Star and Jackson Hastings, I didn't love what I saw. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure he'll get the attacking stats. So, on that note, I've got the Tigers by eight. Stu, what have you got, mate? Uh, look, I'll go the... I want to I want to say the Knights, but no, it's the, it's the Tigers by 16. Bloody uh, important game. Which- yeah, it's an important one for the Tigers. They've got to win this one, otherwise the team might stop believing. I thought they looked pretty good. They need to win this one, and they need to win it by 12. Excellent. So let's let's go through. Last game, finally see the Dragons. We've been talking about it all night, but they finally get to God. play 6.15pm. Someone tell me how they're the bloody favourites, please. Yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> Mitch, I might need to get a ticket off you to this one. We've come down and watch it. You can have mine. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> So, Dragons 6.15 versus the Titans. Nick, take us away. What's happening? 
Uh, Junior Ramon has been named on the extended bench after the Dragons have successfully lobbied for him to no longer be subject to the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. Jaden Sullivan remains in the number six jersey for now. Moses Zumbai starting hooker and Jacob Little coming off the bench, which is a surprise. We're expecting Little to start. Jack Bird, who had that uh, arthroscopic knee surgery, I think. Is that correct, Mitch? Was it that? Yep, yep. Two to four weeks. Yep. So he's back. He's started. Lock, Jack DeBell and Calf is still injured, which means uh, Toby Couchman. What a name. He'll make his NRL debut off the bench. He's got a little interview if you want to have a look at that on the Dragons website. Uh, Fozar, Kieran Foran for the Titans, appears to have overcome that knee complaint, um, which coach Justin Holbrook initially feared was a PCL injury. It means that he has no other changes to the team that beat the Tigers last round. Toby Sexton's been named on extended bench. Should Fuzzer uh, become a late scratching? So I'll kick us off with Jackie Bird, 607k, 44 break even. I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, especially after that knee clean out. I'm a bit worried about his conditioning and return to play. I would just watch and reevaluate. Are you agreeing with that, Mitch? Uh, absolutely. I, I do think he'll be pretty unimpeded by that surgery. But at that value, I wouldn't touch him. I think he's cashed out there, mate. Sweet. And on to my last guy for the night, David Fafita, 772k, 56 points. He scored, I think, 50 by half time. Hmm. Looked great. He didn't rock up many fantasy points after Fozzer went off in the 56th minute. So, But while Fozzer was there, just like we thought. I mean, we did think Fafita would play right edge, but with Firmo gone, he was on the left edge. So Didn't he's he a look boom good? on that. He, he looks like a boom to me, really, on that left edge. If Foz yeah. is there, so... Because he's getting that so handy short ball when he needs it. Oh, you mean he's got a half, he knows how to throw him a pass. That's guy. it. I like him. <laughs> Can you imagine if Sexton plays and then oh. someone picks him up and then he oh. hits like a 20 or something or... Oh, so, no. so with the 55 break even we can all wait a week on for feeder right until we see what's happening with foreign yeah i don't have the, i don't have the, i don't have the trades anyway so thank gosh for that it, <laughs> although do you know what too... who's he who's he up against on that dragon's left edge he's, isn't he going up against the Suli edge he could have a hundred man mode. is it, is that, mode is that oh my god on the edge no, he's, yeah he's got he's got it'll be sullivan or ramon and then Suli and ravalawa and Ben oh, uh, Murdoch Masilla. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, Sue is right, right edge back row, is he, Mitch? Sue is on the right? Sue is on the right, that's right. Yeah, so he's up against Sue. Okay, the BMM gotcha. will be left, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, oh, that's pretty tasty. God. That is very tasty. <laughs> oh, oh, something to think about, everyone. That is, that's probably the spiciest pickup because he just, don't fear to pass the eye test saying mean. Stu, what about his uh, front row teammate, Tino? Look, Tino got a 29 in what was a very weird game last week. So it was a tough game. It was a weird game. There's a lot of, uh, you know, first week jitters. So I just check a star on Tino because the answer is, is that he is a, he's probably one of like the closest guy to Payne Haas's like a actual prop with that sort of upside, just running the ball hard and everything else. So just keep an eye on him. Once he bottoms out, get on Tino. So, the if you own him, I'd probably give it a week or two. So, you know, with the eject, not many people own him, so I'm not going to worry too hard. He's, however, the other guy there is Stimson. So, there's a bunch of edge forwards out, edge forwards out there, but Stimson is the likely beneficiary 
you know, for people looking to pick up an edge back back row this week, because he showed that he could play. He also showed that uh, he can put out a reasonable score, and he's got the job all season. So as long as he doesn't absolutely stink it up. So, you know, obviously people have got options here. But, you know, you could pick him up. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. You'll make some money. Probably up to, you'll probably make 100k, but it might take you five or six, maybe seven weeks. Might be a bit long. With that in mind, Nick. Yeah, 80, 80 minutes, 40 tackles is pretty nice. That's I it. like it. He just works hard. He's not the best ever, but he's he's not stinking up like he has in previous seasons. I think he's improved a little it, bit. He's not the sort of player that's going to get dropped either. You know, he's a, coaches love the, he, uh, a player like Simpson. Yeah, like Cleese Haas, I know people have been talking about him, but he's only 21. He's young. You don't necessarily want to put him outside of what is a pretty junior half. So that's why I think Stimson will play there a lot because they'll be running at Tanner Boyd a lot, so he'll get plenty of tackles. Cleese Haas didn't look ready at the end of last year for NRL, personally. I don't know what his off-season's like, but yeah. yeah. And the coach doesn't show much faith in Sam McIntyre either. So look, Joe Simpson, he is worth a, you know I'm still going to hold Luke yeah, Garner I'm not going to pick him up yeah but, agreed uh, apart from that the other guys that we really got to talk about Mitch Sloan in a lot of sides might come into a lot of other sides this week he's probably going to come into mine what are we thinking look I just hope that he has some confidence left after the beating he's taken from my favourite coach in the NRL he is all talent look we watched him at magic round last year and i watched him a lot more than that but there was a couple of moments in magic round and i know he eventually cost them the game but his ceiling is one of the highest in the nrl as far as young fullbacks coming through i'd have him and i'd be lying if i'm not nervous because i just think his coach is holding him back uh i I actually think he's a chuck a star player Stu, if you don't already own him because if you don't you should wait to see what happens here because He's found his way into Hook's naughty corner more than a few times, and they have Moses Zambai, who is their Swiss, um, Swiss Army knight. He's so, starting Hooker, bro. Yeah, but he could easily move into fullback. Do you know what that's I mean? True. Like that's what Zambai can do. I, I watch these guys every week. So Sloan is awesome. I think Hook's job is dependent on him finding a way for Sloan to work. I really do because if St George is going to be good, Sloan has to be good. But don't be surprised if he makes a couple of those bad defensive decisions, which you know. His coach should be teaching him how to do. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Mbai found his way back to fullback next week. So just be careful on that one. Tanner Boyd. I saw enough out of Boyd to stay on. He drank large portions of that milkshake, as we predicted. He missed four tackles and two penalties conceded. Otherwise, I was pretty happy with his base stats. He only had the one try assist. So week to week, we're hoping maybe for a little bit more. Uh, Buy if you don't have him and hold if you do. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Tanner Boyd, he's just going to be a bit of a slower burn now that he doesn't have a feeder outside him, right? Yeah, it's a bit like Lachlan Ilias last year. Just get on for the ride, make your money, and then get out. That's it. All right, guys, with that, uh, let's final game of the week. Uh, Mitch, how do you think it's going to run? I've got the the Titans by too many and the Dragons fans too right. (laughs) That'll be good. Nick, what are you thinking? Yeah, I've got the Dragons by six. Excellent, and I I didn't even think about this game too hard. Looking at this side, uh, I'd say that if Foran starts, I have the Titans by it. So he he, he will get David Fafita some good ball and make some good game decisions. Dragons struggle against the fast play of the ball. They get that ball to David Fafita when that happens. Oh, boy. That's true. It happened, happened, happened the late last year. Us. 
yeah it's not good all right so look let's go through very last bit uh, boom and bust one boom one bust we talked about a whole bunch of players that were keen on i've written a whole bunch down here but who's your biggest boom this week mitch who, who should people really be on uh i really like torhu harris i can't pick him up because i can't afford him but i love torhu harris and my biggest bust for the week is nick's maddie burton fair enough nick how about you uh, boom, Carrigan. Um, one thing I did notice actually from his stats last week, no, not one attacking stat. So no offloads, no tackle busts, no, no nothing, literally for 65. So I've got a boom on Carrigan and I've got a bust on Cobbo, which is pretty self-explanatory. Yep. No, I got you. So looking at this one, guys, I have, so obviously the number one boom is Hopgood, stop what you're doing, go put him in your side there. But outside of that, you guys are still on some of the other guys that I had there. But Pick I one. Robson. Robson. Uh, he, I was worried, but he proved me right. Massive 74, close to Grant's score without a try. So he's enormous. He, looked, he played the 80 in the Townsville Heat in the middle. So yeah, go get Robson. Uh, and the bust for this week. I'm feeling more and more disappointed Joey Tarpany but I can't bust him 45 is not the worst can't, can't bust 45 no you can't mate. bust 45 man I can't even bust 45 Jesus 45 for 800k player yeah you can you cannot bust him for that can't he, bust he him he needs oh, okay fair enough fair enough uh, it's you know James Fisher Harris got a 47 and no one's gone jeez he had an off game it's <laughs> you know uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to really bust anyone here there's a few players who are disappointed but they're all for reasonable reasons so I'll, I'll leave it alone this week I'm not saying get out of anyone it's you know even Appy 15 points here but he's off the bench so I'll, oh, I'll go with Appy if you had him don't be silly yeah alright so guys captaincy this week Mitch who are you captaining uh, don't overthink it mate King Cleary's captain uh, Cam, Cam Murray is the vice and spicy David Fafita I like that against the Dragons. Nick, who have you got oh, as captain? I've got Murray this week um, against the Penny Panthers, and I've got Cleary as my vice. I'm thinking um, I might even look at Pat Carrigan as my captain for as a spicy one. Oh, I like that. Okay, and look, I've got Cleary and Murray as captain and vice captain because I just reckon they're going to be the best guys. I do like that for feeder choice uh, as a guy who can absolutely rack up the score against oh, the Dragons. I wish I had him, eh? I I really would captain him, but I just I just don't own him and I can't afford him, so that sucks. That's it. And look, for everyone at home, we'll talk about the Seagulls next week. So uh, don't worry about that. So guys, with that in mind, we're right near the end of the potty. We've got a couple of questions. Uh, Nick, take us away. What's happening? Um, uh, from Logan, he's asked, uh, Talao, uh, Butcher, Alamadi, Drink, Water, Bloor. Which two should he trade? Oh, that's pretty gross. I'd get out of Bloor and yes. I'd get out of... I'm assuming it's Egan Butcher, by the way, not Nat Butcher. Yep. yep. So I think you could probably swing Bloor and Butcher to something good. I, I would hold Egan Butcher. He was sin-binned in a team that got oh, yeah. touched no, up. You're right. Yep. Yep. I, I, you got to go as a butcher owner I'm not trading because I think he's still got upside I'd go Alan Moddy and Bloor I'd go drink water and Bloor I think that's yeah I'd get on board with that too drink, yeah definitely so, Bloor uh, I'd say yeah, drink water here Bloor. and you go trade him out for one of the other wing fullbacks we talked about whoever you like best out of CNK Hammer or uh, any of the other fellas 
probably either of those two really yeah that's it all right a uh, huge comment uh next one nick what's happening so to sum it up rich is looking at potentially moving tarpanay right and grabbing maybe a gun hooker um he's got a heaps of edges but he's thinking of potentially grabbing hammer or isaac thompson um i i think my, my, my advice initially was to maybe crack tarpanay rather than moving on someone like akp and someone else so uh, i've made a meal of this yes yeah, the worst question that you've ever asked on a live podcast man Good. yeah do, do, do you want um, me to break it down the question as i see it so he's currently yeah, okay got, he's, how, he's, how do you he's, see he's, it? he's got so he's got cheese and boyd right he's also got tarpanay murray and haas as his starting forwards so he wants to ditch cheese and get in a decent hooker and then a cheapie well so, I, I i straight up tell him to not ditch cheese <laughs> yep so with that in mind that's my advice yep so he's got a bunch of edges tarpanay murray haas so yeah i'd say if you need to knock someone off i'd probably crack open tarpanay i move to robson because the price is pretty yep. much spot on uh, and that then allows you to then, if you need to get rid of Hammer. an edge, whoever isn't going there, yeah, and, and go get someone like Hammer or uh, even CNK. Isaac Thompson. Nah, CNK or Hammer. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I it's, suppose if he's looking at Isaac Thompson, he wants a center, I'd go Hammer over Thompson. Yeah, that's it. Done. Uh, so that, that allows him to though, the, for the love team. of God. You don't do that. Don't sell cheese. That's silly. Nah, I mean, just... I know a whole bunch of people are like, oh, man, I'm going to train him. It's, it's round one. Leave him alone. Yep. Don't panic, man. Excellent. Cool. And, uh, Nick, we're not editing this out. Everyone has to listen to that awful question. That no, 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 no. We've got to edit that out. That was... Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because no, you see, it, I've it, now put it at both ends of the conversation, so I'm not editing <laughs> twice, so you're done. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, and that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely gonna have to wrap after that one. So, look, thank you everyone for listening. We actually almost cracked a thousand listeners last week, so which is absolutely, absolutely enormous. How many times did our mums listen to it? Like, if they listen to it five hundred times each, does that get us to a thousand? Is that how that works? I'm not sure, mate. But nine hundred seventy-seven. So, guys, yeah. listening at home, thank you. It yeah, is. If we get to a thousand, Nick's gonna donate five hundred dollars to his favorite charity. That's it, probably himself. <laughs> it's footy team, it's a charity case. So, awesome. But seriously, thank you everyone at home for listening. Thank you for sharing, for liking the Facebook post. We do really appreciate it. So this is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast for Teamless Tuesday, number two, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.